welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co-founders and hosts, Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals. We believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed. Hi, welcome back to Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. I'm Deborah. I'm back here with Tracy. And today we are myth busting. Mm. So we want to talk about, but I'm bad at math and some other lies that Tracy and I don't believe. (laughs) So we're going to talk about divorce finances. And this concept, this idea that divorce coaches think they're bad at math, think that they can't handle some of the financial planning parts of divorce, and they like to punt that out to professionals. And we want to, yeah, we want to go over today some, some more, we've talked about this a little bit, but some more concepts about Yeah, just getting you guys empowered. Um, get rid of this idea that I don't care if you flunked geometry or algebra in high school, right? Calculators are not scary, and this is something you can do, and it is a valuable service you can provide to your clients. Yeah. And we know that there are a lot of certified professional practicing divorce coaches that are also duly certified as certified divorce financial analysts. And that's awesome. But there is a large amount of individuals who practice as in the field of certified divorce coaching that don't feel comfortable with the finances. And and we're here to sort of, again, myth bust that to say, we actually believe that you can, that you can and should, as part of your role as a divorce coach, help clients get themselves organized. And part of that organization process is the financial organization. And we know one of the best defenses when facing financial concerns in divorce is knowledge, right? Is understanding, is awareness, is knowledge. We talk about this both from the the legal end of deciding which process is best in moving forward with divorce, but the same goes in the financial process, right? Understanding what what they have, right? How much are they spending? What are they doing? Right. And, and I agree, Deb, that is, that does not necessarily initially, initially need to be punted out to another financial professional. Right. Agreed. So let's go back to fear, right? So many clients show up with this fear of, am I going to have enough? Mm -hmm. Right. That is an answerable question. That is an answerable question. I always say fear is just a question waiting to be answered. That is true. Right? Am I going to have enough? Am I going to be able to support myself? We can answer that. We need to have a method. We need to have a plan to gather the information and then analyze it. So yes, I was a math nerd. Yes, I went to graduate school in statistics. No, you don't have to have that background to be able to do this. And I promise you that you can help your clients through this process of 
number one, evaluating how much they want to spend on their divorce. We've talked about that before. Go back and listen the to divorce, the, um, the divorce budget. Divorce budget, right? So we did an episode a couple months ago about you can do divorce financial planning with your clients. Go back and listen to that. We talked a lot about how to plan for a divorce budget. Budget. Right? Yeah. Something, I, again, I, 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 I encourage you, if you did not listen to that podcast, please go listen to it because it's often overlooked in the yep. work that divorce coaches do with clients, but should be one of the first things yep. that a client explores is really what is their access to resources? How much money do they have? Reality testing, all of those options in regards to the process that they're going to choose to move forward in their divorce. Absolutely. And then there's the other budget or actually budgets, and that is their monthly cash flow. What are they going to need to live, right? And that's, that is the mortgage or rent and utilities and internet and their cell phone. And for many people, it's adding health insurance to the equation. They're going to lose their health insurance, right? They're going to unbundle their car insurance and their cell phone bill. So helping them explore all of those expenses. What do they spend on groceries? So when I say budgets, one of the things I, I work with them on is there is your current lifestyle, which is where you would like to stay. And then there are variations of, but what could I live with? Yes. Right. Yes. So we can There's explore both. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, we can explore several versions of that budget mm -hmm. because we all know that the money that used to support one household is not going to go as far when we split two into two. Everybody is going to take some sort of hit unless you're a very high net worth family. But if you're the average family where you've got a few kids and you're living on $150,000 to $200,000, when you split that, you're both going to take a step down. Absolutely. So, and and, and the, one of the frustrations I have with this, right, again, is this sort of um, historical thought process and divorce or the, the, the famous saying, well, I should be entitled to the lifestyle that I was accustomed to or became mm -hmm. accustomed to, right? And the reality of that is, is no, no, unless you're an extremely high net worth family or, you know, have extreme resources, which most people don't, right? That's a very small percentage of the population are, right. are, are functioning in that level of wealth. For the average family, two households, are more expensive than one. So yeah, if you were accustomed to having a Starbucks drink every day and your Starbucks, I mean, I, Starbucks is just I, I mind blowing to me these days. I, $15 every time you go into Starbucks, if you're getting a little drink and something to eat, if that's what you used to spend, that might not realistically be where you can be right now. And that doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means being aware and and evaluating that. And Deb, I know one of the things that we often talk about is that lifestyle assessment mm -hmm. and yeah. how it sort of ties into the budgeting and moving forward. Yeah. So looking at that marital lifestyle is is important, right? How you used to live does play a role 
in some things, you know, in, in many, many times that becomes a part of the spousal support or maintenance or alimony discussion. And so it is important to look at what your marital lifestyle was and -hmm. document that and go through that process. But it's also important to say, where could I, if this doesn't end up being my reality, Mm -hmm. And that's where we reality test with clients all the time. It's, it's one of the most important things we do. Um, so there's all of this monthly, monthly cash flow. And as we're talking about this, I guess, and we'll talk more at the end, I guess we want to let you guys know that we don't expect you to do this stuff on your own if it's not where you're comfortable. So we are offering in January, I happen to be a CDFA. So we're going to offer a four week course in January called Divorce Financial Foundations from a CDFA, where I am going to give you over a four-week period, the spreadsheets, the tools, the foundations you need to do this work with clients. If it isn't your comfort zone, that's great. I still think you can do it. I don't care if you failed math. I don't (laughs) care if your calculator is collecting dust or you don't even know where the app is on your phone. I want to help you set yourself up for success so you can do this work with clients. Yeah. And Um, this is a really exciting opportunity to really help divorce coaches get that little extra confidence because it is part of your job. And again, to help clients build upon that knowledge, right? One of the biggest concerns in divorce is facing financial information. What does that information mean? How do I get that information? How do I complete a a financial affidavit or a net worth statement? And, And where do I even go about getting all of this and then understanding it and beginning to figure out some sense of proposal development. So this program that uh that Divorce Coaches Academy is offering and and I'm not even going to say we we feel it's so important to the work that you do. We've really made it so cost effective to be able to do it that it's it's there's no reason not to to be able to engage in this process in kind of a pack and play situation right the program that we're going to provide for you is is an immediate process that you can implement in the work that you're doing with your clients to help them initially gauge where they're at Right to, right to learn more to get that knowledge and and as divorce coaches we can 100% do it again regardless i was not a statistics major for anybody who does is concerned <laughs> right so a lot of you guys know that deb and i are completely separate i am not the math girl i i use my calculator for almost everything so i fall into that category right but being able to support clients in in developing they're also their awareness, their right. confident, confidence and, and comfortability. We hear a lot from clients who come and say, well, I didn't, I wasn't involved in any of the finances and I don't know. Okay. Great. Got you. Got you. Got you. Let's make sure you do know um, because it is so important. So we're going to go through um we want you to work with clients through their budget, their cash flow needs. We want you to work with them through their assets and debts. 
And one of the tools that I'm going to give you in the class is this. It's a very simple yet effective asset and debt worksheet. And one of the things my clients find so helpful with this worksheet is we not only identify the assets and debts, but then we can play around with proposal development. Mm -hmm. And it's so clarifying for them when they say, well, I want to keep the house. Okay, well, let's put your house, the house then on your side of the balance sheet and they get clarity around then what that means they need to give up Mm-hmm. in order to keep the house. And so it's really interesting. It helps them go through their own proposal development. So they understand, yes, I do feel really good now about asking to keep the house or, ooh, no, that doesn't feel good to me, right? Yeah. And and we know that lack of knowledge that generates that fear creates positional thinking. Yes. And, and that I have to have the house, right? So right. allow them that opportunity to explore in a safe and supportive environment mm-hmm. that is looking at objectivity, right? Looking at really what is it going to take for them while dealing simultaneously with all of the feelings associated with that, right? Yep. What we are just, that is like the magic dust for clients, right? To really go into that process informed to, to address those fears, to look at numbers and then to say, okay, yeah, what right. are my, what are my choices? What are my options? So I can feel good about the mm-hmm. decisions that I'm making rather than I'm just, this is what I think I'm supposed to have, right? Mm -hmm. We see this a lot, right? In budget stub, how much do you spend on groceries? I don't know, somewhere around, I don't know, 1500 a month. Okay. Well, well, really let's look at how much money you spend on groceries, right? Mm -hmm. How much money are you spending at Costco? How much money are you spending at Trader Joe's? How much are you spending at Walmart, right? Because it's not just the grocery bill, then there's the other, like the paper towels and the laundry detergent. And and be able to work from objectivity rather than subjectivity. Because when people work from subjectivity, I think, or yeah, I I, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a good place to negotiate from. It's not interest based, right? It's not it, interest based. It's it's based in just some kind of lack of prepared place. Yeah. So let me roll one more, uh, two more things in here because I know you know we don't like to talk your ear off, but um. So the episode before this, we talked about National Divorce Day. And that's people thinking, oh, I'm thinking about getting divorced. I'm not sure if I'm ready. So one of the things is, okay, so let's say you are pretty committed to your current, your client is committed to their current marital lifestyle. They want to spend $1,500 a month on groceries. They want to spend $300 a month at the nail salon, getting their nails done. Okay. That's awesome. And they can make that choice. But then as we go through their monthly cash flow analysis or their budget, they might need to make a different decision about working in mm-hmm. order to make the numbers work. So again, this is a decision-making filter for your client. Is this the right time for me to get divorced? Yeah. 
right? It not only helps with settlement decisions, but it helps them decide, is January the time for me to start this up? Or do I need to update my nursing certification? Do I need to go get my divorce coaching certification? Do I need to start a business on Etsy? How much do I need to earn if spending $300 a month at the nail salon is a priority for me? Yeah. Right. This is the work you can do so that, again, the client is making those intentional decisions. So, you know, I just I want to go through real quickly some of the things we're going to cover in the course, which is, of course, planning for divorce costs, gathering financial documents, helping clients define their current marital lifestyle, estimating their cash flow needs, that budget, identifying assets and debts, proposal development introduction. Now you're not a tax professional, neither am I, but I can introduce you to some of the tax implications that your clients need to be aware of when it comes to property, retirement accounts, transfers of property, some of those things, just so that you can ask those clarifying questions. And then we want to talk about when to involve financial professionals, because we're not saying they're not necessary. They may be. Mm-hmm. Right. Often yes. they are. We need a business evaluator if your client or their spouse owns a business and and that's a marital asset to be divided. Mm-hmm. If there's financial shenanigans going on, we may need a forensic accountant to do some analysis. Right. But once your client has a really tight handle on their own finances and they're feeling like they're in charge of their own process, then they can set expectations with that outside expert, with that financial professional in terms of their scope of work. Exactly what am I hiring you to do Mm -hmm. and why and what are my expectations? Instead of just writing a big check, you know, a if they need a CDFA to do a marital lifestyle analysis, that's great. But I would say, you know, you're starting off at $2,500 to $5,000. A forensic accountant is probably minimum of 10,000 and can be lots, lots more than that. So we want our clients to be really clear. I've done what I can. I have these unanswered questions. This is the professional that I need. And these are the exact services I'm looking for from them. So you can help them that way. Yeah, absolutely. Be prepared for those conversations, right? When you're hiring professionals and you don't know what you know or don't know, right? You're sort of open up to this whole expansive scope of work, but maybe, right, in the work that we do as divorce coaches and getting them prepared, right? Being able to ascertain what is it that they, based on the work that they did with you, what is it that they need additional information on and being an informed client when they're going in and speaking to these professionals. So they're clear in terms of what it is that they need and don't need. Right. And, and honestly, I'm not saying that professionals out there take advantage of clients, but the more informed the client is going in and seeking the information, they're going to be able to come across as being aware and an involved decision maker in that process. And, and that they know, no, I don't need you to do my financial affidavit or my net worth statement. I got that covered. What I need is A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. Right. Think of it as going to get your hair done. 
And if you go into the hairdresser and you say, yeah, I don't know what I want. (laughs) Who the hell knows what you're going to come out with? You might get spiky red hair. No, they need to have an idea of what it is you like. So here are some photos. This is the color I like. This is the length I like. I do like layers. I don't like layers. Don't you dare perm my hair, right? Some expectations and some guidelines of the work you are asking that hairstylist to do for you and the outcome you are expecting and the price. Absolutely. And then you're not going to be an angry, disappointed, resentful person. Client. Yes. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Who who didn't get what they wanted and needed. And needed. needed, Right. So um, we really are encouraging you that if you have math anxiety, because you're more, you're the kind of coach that's more on the emotional side um, and, and math feels scary to you or finances feel scary to you. We want you to know that you can do it. I guess we want to just be encouraging to let you know you can do it. So absolutely. And so if this, if any of this has resonated with you or you're one of those individuals, I very much encourage you to check out uh, our, our divorcecoachesacademy.com and look at the class. Again, it's going to be starting January 10th. It's four weeks. It is priced extremely, extremely affordable for you to be able to access, mostly because we want to support you and divorce coaches doing some of this initial work. So I want to thank you. I want to thank Deb too, who is bringing her expertise as a CDFA and as a certified divorce coach to make this digestible for, for you as a divorce coach and the work that you do with your clients. So I want to thank you again, Deb. Thanks so much. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business, and promote the value of professional divorce coaching.